how do I know if this works? Is it on? Yeah. We can hear you. Well, yeah, but he's going to record it. But it's, yeah, I know. So it's on. So, I mean, it's, it's, not on, it's not on mute. So we're good? I'm off mute. But so nothing else I need to do? Okay. All right. Well, guys, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, it's kind of laughing on the way over here. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm still kind of amazed that anybody thought my story interesting enough to share, let alone fly me out from Arizona. So, um, but here we are, and you know, and I, you, I've got a chance to meet a few guys, a few of you guys, and it's been a blessing so far already. So I know we'll have a great time tonight. So I appreciate you guys having me out, and um, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of pray, praying about what I might share with you guys tonight. Um, I keep coming across one thing um, that I'd like to try to share with you before we start here. I keep coming across a passage in 1 Corinthians 2. Um, this is a portion of scripture I haven't had a chance to, to memorize or anything yet, but, uh, but it's probably well known to many of you. It says, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians um, in his letter to the Church of Corinth. He says, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Um, before I start here, guys, I just want to let you know that I've, I've prayed for all of you guys. I've prayed for our time here tonight, and, and um, it's, it's my prayer that in sharing about my life, my business, my family, and my faith in God, um, that, it, that his story would come through, because it's not my story. It's, it's not... It's not about me. It's, it's about what God's doing in our lives, which has been, um, I believe, remarkable. And I pray, I pray that it will be a blessing for you, for you men tonight. Um, Greg, is it okay if I, real quick, if I, if I say a quick prayer for, for the time together? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this time, Lord. I thank you for these men. I thank you for this gathering. What a, what a blessing it is. Beautiful weather outside. A chance to... Uh, share a few laughs, some poker tonight, Lord. Uh, but most of all, I pray that uh, everything we would do and say would glorify you, Lord. And, um, and Lord, I pray that these men would see my heart. They would see um, what you're doing in our lives. And, and again, Lord, that you would get my own selfish motives out of the way and that you would just speak to these men tonight, Father. I thank you for this time. It's in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. So, um, honestly, guys, my story starts to be honest, pretty, pretty normal. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of you can maybe relate. It's actually kind of boring. Um, uh, born and raised in Scotts, Arizona. I had a great upbringing, amazing family. I hear like, guys all the time talk at these things about like some crazy catastrophe in their life and everything, and mine's not. Mine's boring. Mine's a normal story. It's a, it's a story about a, a kid growing up with a really loving family, um, um, uh, Lots of friends, played sports, um, you know, just, just had a pretty normal upbringing. Um, I think there is one thing that I think is probably universal, but that I, that I recognized at a really, really, really young age, and um, that was that there was still something missing. I had all these things and wonderful family and just wonderful upbringing and all these things, but I always knew something was missing, and so much so that I, I even went when I was 10 years old to um, a Bible camp that someone asked me to come to, and um, I was raised in a family where my father was a professing Catholic, my mother a Presbyterian, and, um, but, but neither one of them really practiced their faith in really any sort of uh, a formal fashion. And we, um, we went to church every now and then, but we never really exercised our faith very much. So um, 
I went to a Bible church with a, that a friend had invited me to, and I went just because it was, you know, water skiing and the things that kids like to do when you're 10 years old, right? You know, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't care what they were talking about. But there was uh, the final night of camp. Um, I do remember very distinctly. And again, somehow I just knew I was, there was still something missing. And that final night of camp, I was, there was people talking and they were starting to, you know, it, it's all right. I don't even, I don't need it. Like I told you, I'm speaking from the heart here. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they started talking about something different, something I really never heard of. And it was, they were talking about a relationship with Christ. It was different than I had really ever heard. They, t- they talked about repenting of sins. They talked about knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it was, I was starting to get a little bit hot under the collar, a little nervous, a little sweaty. I didn't, you know, there was something really, really resonating. Um, I, I went to bed that night as a 10-year-old kid, not really knowing what I had just heard, but knowing that something was really resonating. And I laid in my, my bed that night, and I, I, I wept. I wept. I cried. And um, it's interesting, guys. I, um, I... I didn't know at the time what to think of it. Um, not much came of that. I don't think I gave my life to Christ that night, um, to my knowledge. I, I, uh, but I did have a moment where I knew God was asking me to come to him. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm sad to report that I believe I ignored that calling. Um, again, didn't know what to think of it. Maybe it just wasn't God's timing for my life. But um, I went home from that trip, and my parents, who I love very much still to this day, very close with them, um, and I don't think they knew any different. And again, I think it's God's hand um, on my life, but they were worried about what they had found out. They, they, didn't, they didn't understand, you know, and I, I don't blame them, but um, they, they discouraged it. And I went about being a 10-year-old kid and, um, and just went about my life and didn't think much of it. But again, there was still something prodding me. There was something about that night that, was, that I knew truth was being spoken in that, in that, in that room. So I went on to pursue a lot of things, just like, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys have or heard. I, you know, went to high school and college and partied and played on sports teams and um, filled my life with a bunch of things that I thought mattered. You know, I thought, I thought girls and, and um, popularity was the kind of the key to happiness. Again, I knew something was missing. Even then, there was just something agon- there was something there. Why wasn't I happy? Why am I here at college at Arizona State in the number one fraternity on campus? Why, why are we having as much fun as you can possibly have for a, for a young man at that age? And why am I miserable? There's something wrong. Because you know, I was filling my life with stuff that, that, was, that was empty. It was void. There was nothing there. Um, there was one bright spot in college. I did have a chance to meet my remarkable wife, Jillian. Um, honestly, guys, I didn't know it at the time. That was God's hand. He did something there when I met her. She is amazing. We were in lockstep and everything. We, we, had, a very, we had very similar life goals. We both wanted family. We, had, we, were, we were lockstep on everything. And there was one thing that we were primarily locks, in lockstep with is that we both wanted more out of our faith. Um, and we didn't even know why, but we just knew that there was something missing. And she felt that way, too. She was raised in a Catholic household, went through all of her communions. But, again, she was playing church just like I was, just like my family was. We were playing church. We were acting like Christians, and, and uh, we didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord. So we, um, we both were really soul-searching during that time. And uh, we even, when, before we got married, we, we sat in front of a, um, a priest in, in our marriage counseling courses and and told him right to his face, said, you know, please tell us, how do we, how, we're, we want to dig deeper. We want to know more about this faith that we have. And, um, and he told us to, 
um, to tithe and to go to mass more and to do things. And, and again, all, I think are all good good suggestions. There was nothing wrong with any of those suggestions, but I think God had a different plan for our lives. And um, that's when we started down a, uh, a many, many, many year path of uh, infertility and pregnancy loss. And um, this is the part I always get kind of choked up, guys. It's embarrassing in front of a bunch of uh, grizzled men like you guys are. But um, it was... Uh, it was it was really tough. It's it's as men, you know, we we have a we have a desire to provide for our families, to um, protect our families. As women, women have a nature to give birth to their children. And if any of you have ever experienced um, infertility and loss in your life, it's it's uh, it's a very difficult thing, especially for the woman who you love. And um, it's hard to see her struggle through that. So for many years, we struggled through that. And uh, we had a point where, where that on top of a number of other issues that we were having um, just with family-related stuff, we were at a, we were at a low. We, we were really relying on each other, but we only had each other. And, uh, and we, we, hit a, we hit an all-time low. And we, had, um, we, were, we were blessed enough to have a really wonderful um, set of friends, the, uh, my friend Dave and our friend Allison, who are um, just wonderful children of God who asked us to come to their Bible church with them in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, um, you know, we had been asked a number of times. We had dodged them. You know, I'm, I'm starting a business, trying to get pregnant. There's all these reasons why we couldn't go. I, you know, come on, guys, I've heard the deal, you know. But for whatever reason, God had us in a really vulnerable moment. And, um, and we decided to join them. And uh, I went that Sunday, and I, uh, guys, I, it was everything was normal. Everything about this place was normal. There was not there's nothing spectacular about this place in any way. But we're sitting we're not sitting there more than five minutes and the pastor there that, that evening or that day was talking about um, in math from Matthew, the parables of the soils where Christ is talk is comparing men's hearts to soils on the ground. And he's he's saying and the, the pastor is asking us, as Christ was asking the disciples, He's he the pastor is asking us to examine our own hearts. Where are we at? That the very question that I had been asking for all these years, the very thing. I mean, I swear this guy was staring right into my soul, and I was, I was, I was sick to my stomach again, just like at camp when I was 10 years old. There it was. I was nauseous. I was tingling. I had, I there was something going on. This guy's talking right to me. He knows everything about my life. This is exactly the questions I'm asking, and um, the words were jumping right off the pages of scripture, and they were right coming. They were going right into the hearts of my, of my wife and I, and we knew that this was truth. And finally, I came to the realization that day, guys, that this was no longer coincidence. This wasn't, this wasn't like. Just a, I didn't have something bad to eat that morning and also had something bad to eat that day at camp, you know. I hadn't, I hadn't, I had been looking in the wrong places and finally I was hearing truth. I was hearing the gospel of Christ proclaimed in a clear fashion and it was speaking to our hearts. And, um, um, praise God, uh, my wife and I gave our, our lives to the Lord right there in that class. A few months later, we were submerged, fully clothed in a, in a tub of water, proclaiming our, our faith and, in the Lord Jesus to, to, to the congregation. And, um, and, we, and we accepted Christ into our lives in a very real way. We decided to repent of our sins, and, and um, we did that together. That's another blessing of our lives, that my wife and I were really united in that. Um, the story doesn't end there, though, guys. Um, just like God was there in, you know, when I was at camp with me and I didn't realize it, just like he was there with us in that, in that moment, he's still working in a very real way. That's why I asked to pray here to, today as he's working right now. And, um, and um, 
my wife and I back to that uh, that story about our fertility and infertility and, and pregnancy loss. And we, um, sure enough, we uh, we get baptized, and it wasn't two weeks later that we find out that Jillian's pregnant. Again, to this time, we had had a really hard time. We had gone through all sorts of fertility treatment and done everything. We weren't willing to go to IVF and some other things, but we had taken it as far as we could. Um, and uh, and here we are, boom! Right after we right after our uh, our baptism, first chance we have an opportunity to, we get, we get pregnant. Um, we're on top of the world, right? We're young believers, and to be honest, pretty, pretty ignorant. We didn't, know, um, we didn't know how God worked at that time. And we thought, this Christianity thing is great. You know, you proclaim Christ, you start getting what you want. This is fantastic. You know, sign me up. And um, I, I wish the story ended that way, but unfortunately, we, uh, we were at a routine ultrasound um, uh, about midway through the pregnancy, and we had been picking out, you know, curtains and things, and we had gotten so farther, far farther than we ever had before, and um, and we, uh, the ultrasound technician was in the room, and everything kind of got quiet and uncomfortable, and Julie, she left the room, and Julie tells me there's something wrong, there's something wrong, I know there's something wrong. I said, no, no, come on, this is just what they do. They come in, they don't even look at it, they turn on the lights, and they tell us, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but your your baby girl has um, she has a terminal complication, and um, if she if she does make it to birth, she's not going to make it um, past birth. So um, it was a bombshell, and um, our lives nearly crumbled that day. We uh, we went home and look. I know a lot of guys, a lot of you men probably have a lot of tragedy in your life, but to us, this was everything. This was everything. Um, and uh, this is everything that you know. Again, we were trying to plan our own lives, and we uh, and we. This is everything that we thought our lives was going to be, but God had another plan. So uh, we went home and we shut the curtains, and we. I fell to the ground. I we turned off our phones. We we were dead to the world. We were shaking our fists at God, saying, "Is this this how it's going to work?" And um, those same two friends that I told you guys about, Dave and Allison, they came banging at our door. And uh, I mean literally, because our phones were literally off. They came knocking on our door, and they put up everything they had to do that weekend. They put it all off. They stayed with us for three days. They brought their Bibles. We sat in prayer for three straight days, doing nothing. We canceled everything that we had to do. We prayed for three straight days, and we rejoiced, and we laughed, and we celebrated the birth. We decided that weekend, guys, that I think commonly, and from Philippians, Four six, it says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, make your um, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known to God to the Lord, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus." And that verse literally took over our lives. We we got into prayer. We thanked the Lord for what He was doing. Even though we had no clue why, why was this happening? We don't know. Why does this have to happen to us? You know, doctors are telling us, do you, you know, do you want to, do you want to proceed with abortion, which was never, never an option anyway. This is our little girl. This is the girl we love. This is the little girl that we were waiting for 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 decades of our lives, our whole lives. Um, so we decided that moment that we were going to rely on God. And what we did instead of wallowing in pity, we decided to to thank Him for it and. Guys, I cannot tell you what he did in our lives in the next months. I can't share it with you all here today because we all want to get to poker, but um, he did some remarkable things. Um, when Jillian was 
felt the baby kicking, I would feel her kicking. We would sing to her. We gave, we named her. We bought her things. We bought her outfits. We treated it. We didn't know if we were ever going to experience pregnancy ever again. My wife, my wife accepted it as maybe the only chance she was ever going to have to carry a baby in her womb because we had struggled so much. Um, so we embraced it and we said, thank you, God. And we had the blessing of a lifetime. We cherished her. We, we still do to this day. Um, when the time came, the doctors thought she wouldn't make it to, to make it to birth, but she did. And, uh, not only that, she was born and she lived for one hour and we got to hold her. We got to, uh, we got to sing to her. We, we, our pastor was in the room. Our friends, Dave and Allison were there. We all rejoiced. We, we read scripture. We loved on her. We, I bathed her. I put clothes on her. We did everything that all proud dads in this room know how it feels to do. And guys, there's something, there's something really powerful about sitting and watching your wife in a, on a hospital bed two hours away from the death, the birth and death of, her, of the child that she's been longing for and hasn't been able to have, but to see a smile on her face ear to ear, thanking the Lord for the blessing that, that this girl is on her life. There's something remarkable about that that will change a man forever. And um, we were changed forever. And I'm, very, I'm actually very thankful for that opportunity. We laid her to rest a, a few days later. And to this day, we, we, when people ask how many kids we have, none of you men have, had a chance, have asked me. I would have told you we, uh, we have three kids. We, don't have, we, have, we have one right now that's, uh, by the way, a, um, a blessing. He, we did actually move, go on. The Lord was, was faithful in that. He would be no less faithful if he didn't give us a healthy child, guys. He is a, he is a mighty God, and he is great. But uh, he did give us a little boy, and um, to this day we always tell people we have two children, and now I'm, I'm happy to report that we are expecting a third, a little, a little baby girl that we're gonna, that's going to be due in February. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is um, it's really exciting, guys. And Guys, again, honestly, the only reason I'm just going into all this is God has done such amazing things, and, and again, he was with us. He was with me at camp. At that time, he was with us when we were getting, we were holding each other's hand in marriage. He was with us when we were laying our baby girl to rest. He's with us tonight, guys. And, and really, I know I'm supposed to get into more, to more things. But really, if I, if I leave you guys with anything tonight, I, I, I want to ask you guys if, if, if to those of you who might proclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I, I encourage you to, to walk more boldly in your faith or examine our hearts. Where are we? What kind of soil are we? Are we hard soil that's going to reject the word of God, even though it's prompting us? You know, are we are we fertile soil, or that, or are we soil that's shallow, that's going to sprout up and it's going to just wither away when adversity comes? Or are we going to be thorny soil that's going to get caught up in the world and let everything that our faith has told us just get eaten up by the by the world? Or are we going to be fertile? And are we going to allow God to work in our lives? And and guys, if any of you guys here tonight don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I tell you right now. Don't make the mistake I made when I was at camp and I was 10 years old. There's no time to wait. There's no time to waste. It's time is now. Accept Jesus into your life. Pray a prayer. Repent of sins. Give your life to Christ. He's got so many amazing things. And he's, and he's, he's still working very intimately in our lives today. And that's really what I wanted you guys to know. And I thank you guys for giving me an opportunity to share that tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.